0: You are listening to the IoT For All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT For All podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, and on today's episode, we have David Burnden, the Chief Customer Officer at Wellington Drive Technologies, who are a leading supplier in advanced electronic IoT solutions, designated and focused on the commercial refrigeration industry. So we actually dive a lot into that industry, kind of what it is, how it, what, what, um, what opportunities exist when it comes to IoT, and how IoT is currently being used in the commercial refrigeration industry. Uh, We also kind of break away and talk a little bit more high level around what customers need to understand when you are kind of embarking on your IoT implementation journey uh, and the commitment that's required to really see true potential when it comes to deploying IoT. But before we get into that, if any of you out there are looking to enter the fast-growing and profitable IoT market, but don't know where to start, check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white-label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, David, to the IoT For All show. Thanks for being here this week.
1: Thanks very much, Ryan. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, it's it's fantastic to have you all the way from Australia. Um, So let's start off by having you give a quick introduction about yourself uh, to our audience. They have a little more context on who they are listening to.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm the chief customer officer for Wellington Drive. Um, I've been involved in a number of technology startups uh, over the years, and uh, I got involved with Wellington Drive which uh, I suppose is a little bit of a different direction for me, um, but uh, we got involved when um, we sold our business I proximity uh, into Wellington, okay. and uh, since that time I've been working closely in uh, in developing their IoT side of the business, and uh, and now as chief customer officer, working closely with uh, with our customers and helping them adopt IoT.
0: Oh, fantastic! My next question is actually going to be what does a chief customer officer do um, but you already you already answered that so so is that are you handling more of the early stage conversations and the educational components kind of, of of what how IoT can benefit their business and getting them all the way through to launching with with your the tech team or how does that work
1: yeah so we the within our customer team is is all of those components right from okay. uh, the, the the early stage um, team that help our customers understand IoT and and, and get their head around what uh, they will get from a return from investment um, from uh, IoT and commercial refrigeration. And a very large part of our solution is actually helping a customer through that journey because as we all know, implementation of IoT is not easy. It requires a lot mm-hmm. of change within a business to, to do it right. So we have uh, our customer success team and we embed people from that team into uh, a customer to help them adopt their solution or, or gotcha. the solution across the journey.
0: Fantastic. And so tell us a little bit more about Wellington and kind of the overall focus that you all have, um, what, you, uh, you know, what you've built, kind of your role in, in the IoT space and kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, well, we're pretty proud to be one of the leading um, innovators in, in terms of hardware and software for um, commercial refrigeration. Uh, We work with some of the world's leading uh, food and beverage companies uh, and we develop these solutions that really focus on helping them lift sales, uh, reduce their service and maintenance costs and overall fleet costs around commercial refrigeration and also improve their sustainability, which is a a very important aspect. Um, We have three main areas that we, we, we focus on. Um, which is our Connect IoT platform um, where we bring together both the hardware that we build and create with the software and the solutions to really develop um, that valuable data stream to keep customers informed and drive their uh, business decisions. Uh, That's one element. We also have a a business stream which uses and develops um, uh, ECR motors. So these are a highly Mm. efficient, Uh, electronically controlled motor for commercial refrigeration Um, and this is often up to 300 times uh, more efficient in terms of energy use Um, and that's a popular uh, a popular product that we have and lastly we we get involved in consumer engagement again for food and beverage mainly uh, where we're helping our customers talk to their consumers right at the point of sale. Gotcha
0: and are you all building these solutions completely in house? Do you have a partner network that you work with? Kind of, how have you structured the software and the hardware components together, which is usually a tricky thing for a company to do all themselves? Yeah,
1: we're, we're again pretty lucky to have one of the world's largest teams of refrigeration uh, engineers uh, sure. on board, based both in New Zealand and uh, in our global offices, okay. and. All of that design work, Ryan, is done in-house. So okay. our, our team design, everything from hardware through firmware, through all the software we develop. Uh, we partner with a number of different manufacturers because that's uh, an element that's <laughs> a little bit difficult. So we have manufacturing partners who we work with in China, um, Vietnam and Mexico and the US uh, mm-hmm. to actually build uh, build the the product, um, but all the design work uh, is done in-house at, uh, at Wellington. Gotcha.
0: And when we're talking about commercial refrigeration for our audience that maybe are not as familiar with the space, talk a little bit about more this more specific use cases and how the technology, the IoT technology is applied to commercial refrigeration units or, you know, that whole process just to kind of for, you know, more in like layman terms so they can understand it.
1: Yeah, so we started off um, back in two thousand and fifteen on this journey by where our team uh, invented the first IoT-based electronic controller for what mm. we call a, a bottle cooler. So a okay. bottle cooler is what you would see in a in a in a supermarket or a, or the corner store, um, and often branded you know by the uh, by the beverage company Coke, Pepsi, or a beer cooler. Uh, and these are these are refrigeration units, usually put in into these stores to to sell the product at uh, obviously the optimum temperature. So I mean, you might be thinking, well, why do you actually need IoT uh, in those devices? Um, and and what and, and what's the you know the payback for for the customer? Um, well, essentially, the you know the, these are assets, and usually a beverage company in a country would have hundreds of thousands of these assets um, scattered around the place. And, uh, you know, at a cost of between $500 and $1,500, it adds up quite quickly. So one of the the biggest um, uh, paybacks on on the investment is knowing where they are. (laughs) That's often um, a case because uh, they're an attractive asset. They, They look good in your backyard. Um, (laughs) next to your barbecue so knowing where all your assets are is often a a very important use case Um, being able to uh, get information back from the uh, the coolers on their performance is also really um, important because it helps uh, the company tune their service and maintenance uh, around keeping these um, equipment uh, operational one of the the biggest factors too is also controlling temperature so when you've got a distributed fleet of several hundred thousand units selling your product at the right temperature is absolutely absolutely vital and uh, a case study we've just finished for a bottler in South America um, has shown that by keeping the product at the right temperature they will increase their sales by 55 percent so controlling uh, a fleet of several hundred thousand uh, coolers becomes pretty important to understand what the temperature of all those units are
0: that that makes a lot of sense. That's um, that's you know really good insights into a space that I don't think a lot of us are that familiar with. But we see commercial refrigeration units. I'm sure you know we come across them. But there's a lot of technology in in things like that that you know really provide value that we kind of maybe take for granted at times and don't realize is actually occurring. Yeah, that's right.
1: And it's 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 you're right. It's not a space that people think about a lot, but it's really important because it maximizes yeah. the sales. So. This little uh, bottle caller that stands inside your corner shop is really the window for that brand. It is their sales outlet. So having the product at the right temperature, having the, um, you know, it's set out and laid out um, imperfectly, having the planogram optimized so people, you know, know exactly where the product is on what shelf from store to store is also really Mm -hmm. important. And and then being able to um, use some technology to interact with the consumer and help them choose uh, our customer's product over a competitor's product is, uh, right. is also one of the features that we provide.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So talk to me, let's move out a little high level here and talk to me about the biggest challenges you all have seen in the IoT space. And you could take this from any angle you wish, um, whether it's challenges you all have encountered that you've worked to overcome, challenges you've seen in the space maybe your customer's perspective, just where are you seeing kind of the biggest challenges that are, I guess, are hindering or affecting adoption within IOT?
1: Yeah, I suppose I'll, I'll come at that more from, from our point of view um, and I'll steer clear of the, the, the common COVID problems that we're all facing, sure, the sure. with the availability of components, etc. cetera. But um, really on our adoption um, curve, um, it, it's been able to uh, firstly convince customers about the return on investment um, from adopting IoT, and as we said, many of our customers focused in, in in food and beverage think about technology within their manufacturing plant, but they don't often think about technology outside in their distribution plant. So, um, it, uh, this, by using our technology distributed in each of their bottle coolers, it allows them to get a you know a pretty clear view of that. Right. We find that. Customers adopting technology is probably um, one of the greatest challenges. And this is why over the years that we've really developed our customer success team and okay. embed, uh, embed this team with uh, our customers to help them on the journey of adoption. To mm. do this correctly and successfully, you really need to make some changes within your business to get the benefit from iot to understand the insights that have been delivered from your fleet uh, in the field and then putting in place programs that um uh take action on those insights and uh help develop uh your business and and especially around service and maintenance of you know a right. fleet of three hundred uh, thousand contr- um units in a country wow. um it, it takes some uh, takes a little bit of effort to bring all that together so that's been um, one of the, the big learning um, items for us. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it's where we focus a lot of our time and just helping the adoption process by a customer and, and integrating it mm-hmm. deeply into their business.
0: I think that's a very common challenge and, and thus focus for organizations when it comes to IoT implementation and adoption across the board, regardless of industry. You know, yep. I talked to tons of people on here about the educational component, the just the, the, you know, what does IoT actually do for their business? How is it going to implement change? What do they need to do to adopt? What kind of buy in do they need? How does the whole process work? And all of those things are super important to um, to getting this you know through to the finish line to be something that they can actually utilize and see the value of on a daily basis. So so I completely understand where you're coming from with that.
1: Yeah, they all want to know, okay, so what is a return on investment? How soon am I going to get payback on this uh, investment? That, that's probably our most common initial question. And okay. um, because we can roll out uh, our solution in, in, in phases, many of our customers choose to start with, with the, the the simple solution of knowing where their assets are and mm. regularly getting the temperature of those devices. And, we, and we've shown most of these customers now that they can get a complete payback just using that particular uh, facility within, inside two years of their investment. So okay, there is definite ROI. If they roll out all the rest of the, uh, the advantages, they can get payback even quicker. But generally sure. we, we try and stage it because
0: just of the learning curve inside that business. So let me ask you then as it relates to the commercial refrigeration kind of industry as a whole and the companies that you deal with, how are you? I guess what are the biggest ROIs that they're looking for when it comes to IoT, or maybe they don't know what they're looking for, but you kind of push, you kind of educate them on what IoT can do as it goes to you know potentially finding lost assets, um, uh, keeping, helping increase sales. You know, what are kind of the, the, the what does it look like on the ROI side that really um, makes this success for those companies?
1: We start off usually on the asset side, asset location side, okay, and um, and that that can be around two things. One, m- most of these large companies, and we're talking, you know, large global brands here, uh, sure. they've got operations in many different countries, and some even have many bottlers, um, many different um, bottlers of their brand within those countries. So we normally start off with um, knowing where the assets are. That's really the first big one. Most of these companies run an annual audit of their assets, um, and this is a fleet that's often worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, so knowing exactly where they are is one of the, uh, the first things their auditors ask, and normally sure. a process which takes them a lot of time and costs them a lot of money. So we do that regularly. Um, about 20 times a year per cooler on average, uh, so they know the location. So that sort of solves problem one. Um, Recovering lost coolers, lost or missing coolers, uh, is the second aspect of that. And, um, you know, we've got a company that uh, uh, recently recovered 40% of their lost coolers, saving them tens Mm -hmm. of millions of dollars of new investment simply because they turned on a feature that we have that allows them to locate them. Um, and, uh, you know, for them, that was a, that was a great win uh, in not having yeah. to invest in new coolers because they found their old ones. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the service and maintenance side is often where these companies will see the greatest benefit. So we've got one, uh, one customer in, actually down here in Australia who um, is forecast they're going to save 40% of their service and maintenance costs across their fleet in a year. Uh, wow. through the introduction of IoT. And that is a huge saving. That's many tens of millions of dollars for them. Um, oh, yeah. And they're automating a lot of that process, tying it into their uh, into their existing systems and delivering a, um, an on-time um, maintenance schedule. And really, lastly, um, Ryan, the sales component is really, really important. So we're able to work with our customers and right-size a cooler for a location. So okay. we can you know based on how often it, uh, consumers are interacting with that cooler and the size of it you know some sometimes a um, uh, a refrigeration unit is too big or too small for a particular location um, and uh, if it's too big it's costing money because it, it is too big it's an asset that's wrongly uh, uh, poorly located and if it's too small normally the product temperature is increasing because the door is open so often mm-hmm. um, So, And the other side of that is really that product temperature where, um, you know, we've shown that you can improve sales by 55% if you're constantly selling product at the right temperature. And that's sometimes a challenge in some of these smaller stores where you've got the store owners saving electricity by turning the the coolers off at night thinking they're doing the right thing. But, of course, when they come in in the morning, it takes a while for the the product to be optimised. Um, So uh, often they're not selling the product at the best best spec.
0: Makes a lot of sense. And as we kind of relate it back to the data that's being able to be collected from these solutions, how are you seeing that really affect the overall productivity of these organizations or for their strategies? Or how is that leading to maybe what it allows them to now do to grow their business to invest in other areas bring in other types of iot technologies um how are you seeing that kind of grant at the granular more granular level of data really you know kind of perking up their ears and getting exci- getting them excited for things like that
1: yeah i suppose uh, the, the, the the biggest action that we first see is a degree of proactivity okay. and you know, again, we're talking about a, the, the interesting niche of uh, commercial refrigeration, um, but uh, you know, as, as we know that these are the major sales outlets for these particular big brands. So right. when we see um, when they see things like the compressor of a cooler over over been overworked and that the product temperatures start to increase, um, they can be a little more proactive. Uh, in okay. terms of help, helping the storekeeper first up solve that problem, you know, mm. sending them information around, you know, is, is the cooler blocked? Have you got stock stacked around it, which is blocking the airflow into that cooler? Or So they can right. take, start to take proactive action first with the storekeeper directly, saving okay. a service call. And then if they need to take uh, to make a service call, we can give them some pretty strong direction about what is going wrong in that cooler. So the right. technician can arrive with the parts that he needs to be able to do a one-time fix on, sure. um, on that product. So that's a level of proactivity, being able to give them alerts, firstly, about what's going wrong in their fleet, uh, and mm-hmm. secondly, helping them ch- make the right decision about what type of service and parts may be required to, uh, to rectify the problem.
0: So it's a very multifaceted kind of value prop for these organizations, not just the tracking of, but it helps with the pre- preventative and predictive maintenance. It helps really understand what's happening to be more efficient on the support and technician side of things. Um, it helps them get more insights into the control and or the quality control side as well. So it seems like there are a lot of interesting touch points that the IoT technology really influences with any of these refrigeration units um, in, the, in the commercial space.
1: Yeah, exactly, and um, it's either, it's also driving uh, adoption of always on connectivity in, in mm. a lot of cases um, in the in the countries where the workforce is quite large and and relatively inexpensive, and the workforce for uh, our customer is offered in the stores working with customers directly. right? Uh, We use Bluetooth generally on their devices that runs in the background and just pulls the data out of the cooler and sticks it into the cloud because there's no cost, um, extra cost with that solution. And our customers are very cost conscious. Um, Increasingly, because of the insights that they're generating, many of these customers want the data more quickly. And many of them for their prime locations are turning to an always on solution where Um, Mm -hmm. any alerts or issues with the uh, refrigeration assets are are notified immediately. So we're starting to see that shift. So it sort of means that the customers are now accepting um, the importance of uh, IoT in these assets and uh, really getting behind it and saying, well, we want this information now in real time.
0: Yep, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Dave, this has been a fantastic conversation. This is, you know, whenever we're able to dive into a particular area, particular kind of more niche focus uh rather than going super broad i think our audience gets a ton of value out of it so i really appreciate you spending time kind of uh, sharing your insights into the commercial refrigeration use space because i think it it really is a good testament to what iot is and what it's trying to solve so um so thank you for sharing that and i wanted to make sure we had a second here to share with our audience where they can learn more about the company, where they can ask any questions, any follow-up information, just kind of stay up to date on everything going on at your end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Ron. Our website is uh, WDT.com, um, Wellington Drive Technologies, and uh, you'll find all our information there. We've got a global team that's ready to help uh, anyone who's got an interest.
0: Fantastic. Well, David, thanks again so much for your time. This has been a great conversation. I appreciate you being here.
1: Thanks very much, Ryan. Have a great
0: day. Thank you. You too. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.